Welcome to the Layer 8 Podcast. This podcast is in conjunction with the Layer 8 Conference, which is happening for the third year on Saturday, June 6th, 2020 in Providence, Rhode Island. The Layer 8 Conference is the first one to solely focus on social engineering and open source intelligence, or OSINT gathering. Social engineers and OSINT investigators always seem to have a great story, and you can hear many of those stories through their presentations at the conference. But not every story can fill a whole presentation, and not all storytellers can get to the conference, which brings us here. This podcast will only be stories told by the investigators themselves. No interviews, no slides, just stories. Some might be as short as five minutes, some may even go for 45 minutes. I hope you'll enjoy them. For this episode, we welcome Marina Chavada, the journalist turned social engineer from Brazil. Marina describes her first physical social engineering engagement, where she will tell us how she successfully bypassed biometrics and how people will willingly give you more information if you just ask. Take it away, Marina. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Marina, Marina Chevara, just, just like the brand, yes, but with a V instead of a B. I'm from Brazil. Uh, I... Actually, I don't have a technical background. I am not from, I don't come from a from tech environment. I graduated as a journalist a few years ago, a lot of years ago, actually. <laughs> um, and I started working with um, nerdy content and tech content. Uh, and for some reason, I found myself in a information security company that was uh, going for information security content as well. So I was uh, hired as their content producer. So I was doing social medias and all of that stuff. And I got really interested in hacking and security. But since I was from journalism, that was a whole nother world uh, apart from mine. Uh, a few months go by and I'm still just an intern uh, and the person who was taking care of the events of this company in Brazil, uh, she just quit uh, and went for, uh, she actually went for living in the U.S. Uh, but then the events of the company got like orphaned and I had to step in. Uh, the, the president actually said like, oh, we need someone who is a nerd and who knows how to do events. And I'm like, well, I'm one of those things. <laughs> I am a nerd, but I don't actually know how to do events, so let's let's learn how to do it. And it's actually, it taught me a lot about hacking. Uh, organizing events is pretty much about hacking. Is as You have to assemble your content, you have to study a lot, you have to be pre prepared for things not working, uh, you have to go for things no one ever thought to be like innovative, to attract people's attention. You do have to have a lot of people uh, ability, which is funny. I did journalism to stay away from people. <laughs> I, I thought I was, like, was going to live my whole life just writing, uh, writing my texts behind a computer and I would never have to interact with humans. <laughs> but I guess that changed when I started organizing uh, the events. The event that I was organizing ended up being uh, becoming the biggest hacking and tech event of the whole Latin America. It was like 500 people per edition, about uh, 10 or 11 editions per year. And the final event was like 6,000 people. So yeah, it was quite big. 
Uh, I became also the community manager and engagement manager of the of not only for the event but for the whole company. So I started training uh, and recruiting volunteers. I trained more than a thousand and five hundred volunteers myself for workshops and you know uh, event tasks um, altogether. Uh, I also was part of the community and workshop select the selection. I've done a, a bunch of stuff actually as a community manager for lots of years, almost uh, pretty much six years actually. And that that taught me a lot about people, people's behavior. I was already a journalist, a journalism, a, a journalist. I'm sorry, <laughs> journalist. Therefore, I would have this gut for going for the story, going for the facts, um, unraveling rocks to find out find out stuff uh, under underneath them. And uh, events really taught me about being a people's person, and also taught me a lot about hacking. Because, you know, it was a hacking and tech event. <laughs> so I got to watch a lot of uh, hacking content and also have had a lot of hackers contacts, the speakers, the sponsors, the community. I learned a lot with them and I learned to love hacking. I learned to have hacking as a mentality, as a mindset, as a way of life. And I completely fell for it. Uh, so... After all that, a friend of mine who was also in this company, he was working nonstop for like a whole week uh, in the social engineering software. And he had a client that asked for, for the first time for physical pen tests, uh, for physical pen tests for him. But he was like super overworked. He was not a very people's person. Uh, he was just like a really good tech hacker. And uh, he came to me and he was like, uh, you know what? I really think you're good for this job. Like, I know you've never done social engineering. I know you've never done anything uh, like red team or technical at all, but I know you really love it. I think you would be great for this assignment. And I was like, oh, okay, I I'm sure I can totally help you with it. And I did. <laughs> I just went straight to the client and the client was like, oh yeah, we have all this stuff that you could hack into. Uh, and I was like, oh sure, um, okay. The client actually gave me a bunch of missions. Uh, I was not frightened at all. I was thinking it was extremely fun as the client would tell me, oh, you have to steal like this whole sector of MacBooks. Like I want you to leave with like 10 MacBooks on your backpack. I want you to get inside uh, meetings of uh, project launchings. So, you know, confidential stuff that we didn't put out yet. Um, I got to, the, the, the client also asked for me to do meetings with their employees for getting like contract details and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this, this sounds extremely fun. Are you actually gonna pay me for that? <laughs> Uh, and they were super thrilled with my reaction because you see social engineering and physical assignments here, physical pen tests here in Brazil are not uh, actually a big thing. Security here struggles a lot. All the security departments struggle a lot in Brazil because, and it, it is funny, we are one of the most violent and the most, the, one of the highest fraud countries ever. If you look for it, like Brazil is like in third place on fraud, probably.
So, uh, but still, security teams struggle a lot. It still seems as it still looked at a looked as a extreme luxury to have a, a security team. So you can imagine physical assignments and physical pen tests are definitely not a thing. Because if they are afraid of hackers behind a computer, you can imagine how unprepared they are for a physical hacker. But anyway, this client was really having fun and I was having fun along them, uh, with them, and enjoying the missions they were giving to me. So well, my first mission was actually pretty, pretty complex. And um, I was, I just came in with absolutely no technical log, uh, no technical uh, knowledge just to have fun, like just to see where could I go to, so where or how far could I go? Uh, I got there, the client uh, told me they had, oh, important detail actually. Clients here are not used to physical pen tests. I already said that. So therefore, they are extremely uncomfortable with OSINT and any kind of uh, reconnaissance that you can do beforehand. So you do not do that. The client doesn't allow you to do any OSINT at all. So you have to just go for it and improv your your way <laughs> which can be crazy for a lot of physical pen testers it's, you you're putting yourself in a very risky situations but for me that didn't know actually uh what osin was at the time and i didn't have any prep ideas of what i what i was doing uh it was just pretty fun but to this day clients still struggle with the osin part and the reconnaissance part I have to convince them to do like uh, web crawling and search for badges online. It is, it is, it is some work still, still to be done here in Brazil. But luckily, <laughs> we're gonna evolve that. I'm gonna push through that wall. Anyway, I was going to this client for the first time, and the client told me uh, they had two receptions inside the building. One in the uh, on the first floor and the other one at their floor and other than the two receptions they also had a very heavy glass door with uh, palm reading biometrics and a security guard on that same glass door and after that they had a turnstile with badge reader so it was um, two receptions the glass door with palm uh, with uh, biometrics and a security guard and a turnstile for me to go through. And what I did was I saw a bunch of people coming from the street and going underground to the um, to the parking lot, and I followed them by foot. And on the underground, the parking lot had this door, this glass door that would come inside the building just with the security guard not paying much attention. So I just rushed myself and wait for a group of people to pass by the glass door and I just tailgate it inside a building. And I discovered the elevators in the parking lot would take you directly to the company's floor. So I bypassed both of the receptions. I was a complete stranger on the company's floor already facing the glass door with the biometric biomedical reading and the security guard. 
So for that, I had a backpack with me. I um, toured my the, the backpack strips. Is that how you say the, the part that you put in your back? Is it strips? All right. I tore the backpack strips and I put it in the backpack on my arms, pretending that it was really, really heavy. And I'm very petite. I'm very like, I'm a little girl. I look like underage. <laughs> so I just made this like cry face. Like I was struggling a lot with the weight and I approached the glass door and the security guard saw me coming and he put it, his palm in the biomedical reader without even asking if I needed any help and opened the heavy glass door for me. I was like, oh my God, yes. I thanked him a lot. And at the turnstile, I just looked at him and looked at the turnstile and looked at him again and did this puppy face like, oh, could you please, sir? Oh, you know, and he also went to the turnstile with his badge and put me in with his own badge through the turnstile. So there I was in like five minutes coming from the street to this heavily guarded uh, company, absolutely unregistered, a complete stranger inside the company. Uh, and that was just, that was my first time. <laughs> I was definitely very thrilled doing that. And as soon as I got in, they had this common space like uh, this kind of living room looking like a uh, common space where people would just hang and they had like a television and a bunch of sofas and like a video game and a television, very chill space, but they were having a meeting there and it was a very, very important meeting. It was uh, the launch of a new product meeting with like all the codes on the screen, all the marketing research on the screen uh, it was like, it was very bad. I just sit it there. Literally, I just sit it in front of the screen and put my phone uh, outside of my pocket. And then like, I was not even trying to blend in because at that point I didn't have that mindset. I didn't have that, that prep for characters and stuff. I just literally just pulled my phone out of my pocket and started filming. And I filmed the whole project. <laughs> no one came to talk to me like hey you can't film it and I sent it to the security team which is the the ones that hired me and they were like off the off the roof they were extremely happy with it they were like oh my god we didn't we didn't even knew about this product <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to but man this is gonna be great for the report finally the board is gonna take us seriously and give us that budget we be would be we're constantly asking for uh then i recorded um the whole the whole meeting and i went for the help desk department and um at the help desk department there was a meeting room uh right in front of it it was empty and they had the whole schedule of meetings just at the door so i could see like when the room was going to be empty and luckily, by the time I was there, the room was empty and there was no scheduled meeting for like two or three hours. I was like, nope, I have a whole meeting room for me, which is going to give me very, a lot of credibility. 
and I got I got inside the meeting room and I went to the help desk um, department and I went like one by one for the employees like hey uh, I'm part uh, I'm part of the internal uh, software the inter company's internal software uh, crew and I'm like we're updating the internal software and I really need like feedback from people that work with the software uh, we're gonna like build a brand new feature it might like your feedback might help us it's like five minutes i'm like right at that meeting room if you have like five minutes i would be very very happy with your help and man people do want to give feedback <laughs> especially about software especially about software software they use every day so it was very easy to have like five or six employees sitting there just giving me details about the the internal system they were using at the, at the company and i would like drop contract uh, questions in the middle of it like uh, how about this contract how about that contract and they would just reply uh because they were like in the middle of of they were excited about uh, they were excited about uh, excited about the feedback they were talking about a lot of uh, you know about their problems they were facing and what i would do is i would use everything one employee would tell me to make better questions for the next employee like oh yeah i already know about this bug like are you facing this bug also like are is it is it working like this way so it was it was it was definitely a, a very good, very good assignment, a very good mission. Uh, I think from that client, I do have a few more stories. Just let me remember. It was a while ago. Uh, all right. Okay. So one of my assignments on that client also was trying to get uh, the, the internal their internal software uh, credentials, like to be an employee inside their system. For that, I would have to solicitate uh, uh, at, a, at the help desk for my credentials. So I was there at the help desk. I went on their, uh, on their lunch break because the only person there was the intern, and his managers would probably be on lunchtime, they wouldn't want to be bothered. So I went for the intern and I was like, told him a sad story, like, um, you know, I'm, I really have to get my credentials. I'm trying to do maintenance in the system, but I can't do it. Like, my flight is in a few hours and I will not be able to help once I get out of here. You're gonna be all on your own. Uh, and it worked. Not only it worked, he, not only he gave me the credentials, a sysadmin from the other department heard me telling the said story. He was not even my target. He got up his seat, he came to my computer, and he logged in as a sysadmin of the internal company system on my machine. And I just literally just pressed as soon as he looked away, I pressed like the off button and I told him, oh my God, I think my battery's dead. My, my backpack is like right in the other room. I'm just gonna grab it real fast and I'll be right back. And I took my computer with me and I opened 
my computer and the login was there. Like the sysadmin was right there. And I took a bunch of pictures, showed the security team, and they were like super thrilled. It was like they were having a lot of fun. It was kind of like being a character in an RPG. They were just like, yeah, yeah, now, now you go there. Now you play this. Now you get this credentials. And I was like, okay, roll the dice. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the day, I got all the missions done. I stole a bunch of computers also. It was super easy because I had like this fake uh, IT support badge. So I just grabbed a bunch of computers and walked off with no one coming after me. Uh, I did got to a point where I was almost caught. This manager, uh, she was like really, really looking at me a, a bunch of time already. She was like, she approached me and she was like, oh, hey, I don't, I don't know you. Like, where are you from? What's, what's the person that, that sent you? Like, what's your point of contact? And I tried a bunch of lies with her. It didn't work. She was just like cornered. She was, she had cornered me. And then I called the security team like, hey, like this, she's going to find out, like, do you want to, do you want to test how far will she go in the report or do you just want to come here and brief her so she would know I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a pen tester. Because at that time, since I didn't know any better, I didn't have any, uh, any letters with me. Like I didn't have any papers on me. So if the security guards or the police came, I would be like, I would, I would have to be able to use my cell phone to call the security team. Like, hey, I got caught. <laughs> I've, I've learned better already. <laughs> now, I, now I have a letter with me <laughs> all the time. Uh, but this manager uh, cornered me and I got the security team to go there to help me out. And she was like thrilled. Like, she was like, oh my God, I got a spy. This is amazing. I'm amazing. You know what you should do? You should go after this director and this director. They're, this they're at this desk, this table, and this table. And she started giving me, like, all kinds of info about everyone in the department. So I was like, oh, my God, you had, you had it right. But now you just gave me a bunch of information. Uh, she actually called the security guards before she cornered me. And the security guards, I was already off uh, by, by that time. I was already uh, released from, from her. I was hanging on the middle of the department with my machine, just taking a bunch of pictures and doing a bunch of videos of their departments. And the security guards came by my side. They talked to each other. They looked at me several times. And after a few minutes... I didn't change my behavior whatsoever. I wanted to get caught. I wanted to get caught. But after a few minutes, they just walked away. They didn't approach me. They, nothing. They just walked away. <laughs> that was the end of my day. <laughs> it was like five o'clock already. And I sent to this security team like, hey, I did a bunch of missions. Like I could just like run naked and see how long it took someone to report me or whatever. They were like, nah, let's just pay you a beer and we're, we're good. We're definitely going to have an awesome report thanks to you. So that was, and, and we all went out for beers and that was my, that was my first, first assignment. That was awesome, Marina. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Layer 8 podcast. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out at layer8conference.com or on Twitter at Layer 8 Conf.
C-O-N-F. Thank you very much, and hope you enjoyed it.